0: Uh, welcome to the Leadership Academy podcast, where Mike makes fun of me every time I try to start this podcast. Um, hey, thanks for being
1: here, Jim. I feel like... I really appreciate I, well, it. I contribute to it, too. I was like, <laughs> I feel yeah, you like you're singling Mike yeah. out.
0: Well, it's really his blank, dead stare that gets me distracted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if I don't look at you, I'm in trouble. If I look at you, I know, I'm in trouble. can't, I
0: <laughs> No, Um, I, I'm, thank you for being here, Honored. of course, <laughs> of course, yes. Um, this has been super helpful uh, to me personally, just getting to sit down and go through these again. I hope you guys have been learning a lot from yourselves as well um, Absolutely. as we revisit these axioms. <laughs> um, and so every time we do this, we talk about what the axioms are, where they came from, why we have something called axioms. So mm-hmm. let's start there. Jim, do you want to take it this time and explain a little bit about what that means?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, so when we started Mission, there were several of us that were on a team together before. So we we came with some cultural values already kind of embedded. I don't know that we could articulate them, but we we kind of had this shorthand about the way we went around doing ministry and the way we would think. And then as we started adding people to the team, we started to uncover uh values that were either being reinforced or violated. Mm-hmm. And either way, either time it was something that was reinforced like, "Oh, that just put words to something that we believe or think or operate around." Or that became like, ah, that doesn't feel right. Why? We stopped and had a conversation to see if we could kind of name what that was. And then over time, we started adding them to a whiteboard Mm -hmm. and created values. And some were aspirational things we were hoping to be true, but most of them were organizational realities Mm -hmm. and really a way for us to help diffuse the culture and be able to reproduce it. And that's really weird. Escape kind of from,
0: yeah, yep. yeah. So, today's is one that's super important. I mean, they're all super important, obviously, for creating culture, but this one is one that gets violated over and over in any time you are leading anything. Mm-hmm. This is going to come up. So, this one is um, learning how to handle conflict quickly, oh, yeah. directly, personally, um, and being able to do that well. So, um, where did this come from, what's the history of it, and why is this important to us?
2: Yeah, I, I, I cannot overstate that as if you are a Christ follower and with the gift of leadership or leadership position, then how important this one is mm-hmm. for the culture that we're trying to create and the health that we're trying to create. Because ultimately, I think as Christian leaders, we're trying to accomplish what God is trying. We're trying to partner with what God wants to accomplish in the world with the gifts that he's given us, but we want to accomplish it in the way that he's called us to accomplish Mm -hmm. it. And that means we're trying to bring health in conflict or are the healthiest version of ourselves sometimes to an unhealthy situation and sometimes to unhealthy people Mm -hmm. and then naturally as imperfect people conflict results and so uh the church heartland community church in rockford illinois um, was where we actually all three of our couples worked together for a time probably was the church that instilled it of all the churches i've worked at it instilled this value deep within us Mm -hmm. and because they they uh, had a fight to handle it so well, and they taught all of us as younger leaders how to handle it well. And it came from even like a season of of pain for them that they maybe want to walk through that.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it almost resulted in a church split. There was just conflict going on, and and nothing scandalous, but like conflict. And so they brought in uh, an outside organization to mediate it uh, with the leaders of the church. And the leaders spent. I, I mean, I'm pretty confident on the numbers. Six hundred hours. Yep of mediated conflict resolution meetings Um, and the result of that was um, health like they got to the issues they addressed it and the motive and all of that is reconciliation and restoration but 600 hours leaves you pretty emotionally exhausted (laughs) right so coming out of of that there was just this deep conviction Mm. that we will never do this again Mm. and the this was ignore conflict so it, they went, look, we now have the tools on how to go and do this in the way that Jesus taught that leads to health and unity and restoration. So we are going to implement these tools across the church, across the teams and ministries, and we are going to go after conflict, not, not through the vein of like, we got to shut it down because you can't dissent or disagree. Right but to go, there's a healthy way we do this where we stay intact relationally. Yeah, Yeah, so let me just maybe read, because we're going to
2: refer to Matthew 18 because it's been foundational for us. And so I'm just going to read a few verses out of Matthew 18 that'll... Uh, that'll kind of maybe set the frame of where this actually comes Mm -hmm. from biblically. So it's Matthew 18, 15 says, if your brother or sister sins, so I am a preacher, so I will, if, so maybe it's not always if. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not always that they did, (laughs) if, and so, and when, and when imperfect people, like they bump Mm -hmm. up against each other. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault. So there's an imperative you. Mm -hmm. So if I sin and against you, or if I just sin, it's on you to help me know that. Or if I sin against you, or if I uh, do something wrong in a meeting, or if I hurt your feeling, or if there's things that go on and Mm -hmm. I don't know about it and you don't come to me, biblically, it would be on you to be responsible to come to me if I've wounded you or sinned against you. Uh, Just between the two of you. So, And we would handle it quickly and as best as we can um, between the two of us. If they listen to you, you have won them over, but if they will not listen, you take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So meaning like, uh, like if, if I sin against you and you come to me and you're like, Jim, whatever, you're stupid. I don't want to, I'm not meeting with you. And I don't want to hear that. I never <laughs> did that. That's when you would go, okay, I'm having, pro- I need to bring Jim to like help me. Because if that's my reaction as a Christian leader, then something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And that's not how we would do it. Um If they still refuse to listen, then you tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, you treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. So Mm -hmm. that's been a a, a frame that we've used to say um, that we want to handle conflict quickly, directly, personally, and with as little relational damage as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, What we like to do is we like to say, can you believe Jen? I can't even stand her. Did you hear what she said in that meeting? I don't even like her. She's such an idiot and like I she's like I she she did this to me and I'm so mad about it. I think don't you think she should like she should not be on the team because of what she did to me? So what we do is we like to go everywhere else to get people that will agree with us and make me feel better because you hurt me or I think you've done wrong by me, but I want to go get somebody on my side instead of going to you to handle it directly. Mm -hmm. And so what we would say for our culture is that if I do that to Jim, I've triangled him. I put him in the middle of us. And now he's on the hook in our culture for making me go to you and handle it. And if I don't go to you, he's going to keep me accountable. And he's going to go with me to you. And he's going to make me go. Um, And so we actually – and once you have that about seven times when somebody comes to you, you're like, don't tell me anything about anyone. Yeah, don't ever tell me anything. You go to them. You go to them. them. You go to them. I know I've talked a lot, but anything – I mean, there's a lot to add. There's so
1: much here. Like, the working out of it is really hard that way Mm -hmm. when you're on the uh, the side that has to be the catalyst to get another person to go. Mm -hmm. That is so, so incredibly difficult Mm -hmm. because – a lot of times you're gonna you're gonna go through all of this. It's every time it's super predictable. The other person's gonna feel like you're violating trust. You're not a safe person. You're not. A, but the truth is, it is like getting a splinter out. Like mm-hmm. this is something that is stuck in them, and it's gonna fester, and it's gonna take them out. Or it, yeah. if it doesn't take them out, it's gonna cause them to create isolation, and they're gonna remove themselves. Mm-hmm. So what you have to remind yourself constantly is what you're fighting for. Right. I mean, because the. The thing that we have to do together is our, uh,
2: our relationships and the calling that we have. That's the most valuable asset that we bring to anything is the who we are, the gifts that God has given us, and the ability to throw in together to accomplish something bigger than ourselves. Right. And so if there's dysfunction or distrust or disunity or conflict, underground conflict or undealt with conflict or unresolved conflict, then it breaks down the very foundation of what we're, what we're going after. Okay. And so I would say artificial harmony is not what we're talking about.
0: Hmm. Don't say more.
2: Because uh, we want to fight for the best ideas, but conflict is when it becomes personal that there's a trust broken, not an ideological, we disagree on how to accomplish something. Mm -hmm. That's, That's disagreeing on how to accomplish something. And so sometimes we'll let personal hurts go under the, ground because we want to appear especially christians we want to appear like oh what's up no we're good mm-hmm. it's so good it's so good because we have artificial harmony because mm-hmm. we think what we're doing over here is mo- most important but we really don't have harmony we have artificial harmony mm-hmm. so five dysfunctions of a team patrick Lencioni has a huge chapter on on conflict mm-hmm. in a good way the good version of it and so we want to we want to be able to to do that well and one of the things i would say is that your imperfect people are going to hurt each other and so we want to do it quickly, and I am um, I think it's helped, like we've had conflict, mm-hmm. like we have conflict, and it more, the often th- yeah, more, often, <laughs> more often than not will be me, uh, these are probably 10 instances, me hurting your feelings or saying <laughs> something, <20, laughs> more, more than 10, more than 10, me hurting your feelings or saying something mm-hmm. in a way or insinuating, or you thinking I was insinuating something in a meeting or publicly that I may or may not have been insinuating. and when, So instead of just going and pouting, I don't mean this, in an, mm-hmm. and, or going to TD and venting about how mm-hmm. bad your boss is, which mm-hmm. he, he's your husband, you will do that. Um, well, you've mm-hmm. made it a point and we've made it a point that you're mm-hmm. gonna like say, hey, can I talk to you for five mm-hmm. minutes? Cause I've got like a hook in me mm-hmm. about what you just said. Yeah, And so that's like literal tactical things that mm-hmm. we do. And we wanna get good at doing that when it's a small thing so that when it's a big thing, We've learned that muscle, it, yeah.
0: yeah, and and there is that another phrase that we use a lot, which I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cap, capture some of the phrases that just kind of come out naturally as we right. talk because I think they give us really good language. Um, I mean, I remember at Heartland, we even would say, "I have I need a Matthew 18 with you like right. that," and you knew oh, I've got some conflict with you. You know, it's a hard conversation. Uh, but the yeah. hook is such a good one; like it, it kind of helps you understand that it's like it's not everything you did but there's still something in me that's like bugging me and I got to get it out. When it's bugging you mm-hmm. or
2: you're having artificial conversations with what you, I can't believe he said that. He mm-hmm. doesn't even know that this and I'm so frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to do with it, but I'm going to make that go down mm-hmm. because I think that we're supposed to have harmony.
0: Right. right. That's
2: what we're talking. That's a hook. Yeah. Like we're like, no, no, no. When you said blank, I, it made me feel blank. Mm-hmm. And then it gives me the chance to go, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Or I did mean that, and we do need to work through <laughs> that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, like yeah. those, it, and that's okay. Yeah. Like that's, and again, that's not always sin. Sometimes that's hurt feelings. A, yeah. And mm-hmm. that we want to make sure that that's right. Yeah. Too. So.
0: So another another phrase, and this is kind of touching on that because you can have that artificial harmony, but then there's also a phrase that we use a lot, which is uh, to assume the best. Yep. So that's different. So explain what assume the best means and how that's different than artificial harmony
1: yeah so it's i mean it's pretty simple it's just taking the most generous explanation that you can come up with for another person's behavior and believing that Mm -hmm. now and it doesn't mean as a way to dismiss the action but you start it's a different place to start Mm -hmm. right so if you start there and work your way back it's uh it's a some ways a healthier place than to start with assuming the worst. Like it's probably because of your character that we're having this problem (laughs) working my way. Like, so it'd be like,
2: we laugh, but it it's is where a different it starting yeah. point. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah.
1: so like a really simple example that would probably connect to any of us that are in a relationship would be, uh, let's say hypothetically, um, <laughs> my wife is making dinner and I come home twenty happens. minutes late, oh. uh, which never happens. <laughs> the dinner part of the late, both. Yeah. So, uh, I love you, dino I'm just kidding. Not assuming the best. I walk in late, and my wife would be like, "I can't believe here you, you did it again. You, you're so <laughs> insensitive. You." Never think about the family and we were sitting down ready and we were waiting on you. Like, you can see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Assuming the best would be her inner narrative around me being late would be he he probably got stuck at work. Uh he's probably rushing home because he knows he's late. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm gonna assume that he knows that dinner was ready and is probably feeling terrible walking in there. Mm-hmm. We're like you can see how that conversation starts radically different. differently, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's just, it's a helpful way to like assume the best. And that yeah. doesn't mean, don't, you don't hear
2: sweep under the rug, mm-hmm. but it gives like, let, in that example, so it she gives say, Jim a chance mm-hmm. to walk in.
1: Do you have a late meeting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Do you have car problems? No. You can start to get, mm-hmm. get back into like, did you remember dinner? No. no. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, now like you're. In okay, now we're arguing about the right thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Why yeah. didn't
2: you let me know that you were going to be twenty minutes late? Right. You could've I should have done that. And yeah. so it just gives a starting point to go. Like we're not sweeping it under the rug, mm-hmm. but we, we want to start with assuming right. assuming the best. Well,
0: and it kind of it helps actually. I think create a culture of free communication and trust. So, like you used an example the other day. I, I remember about. um Somebody coming late to a meeting and, you know, you could blow up in the moment at them and be like, oh, you're always late. But then you don't realize it's because, mm-hmm. you know, they were their kid threw up on their <laughs> shoes right before they were leaving or whatever. Yep. You know, like and so you you actually get to, to save face in those moments, too. I well, you know, apologize and less. Even, I have
2: to apologize yeah. less when I am <laughs> like, it yeah. that way. But it's so, and it even helps in the moment mm-hmm. of conversation. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm assuming... I'm yeah. like I'm getting letting I'm assuming this, this, this but help me understand why you relate.
0: Oh, and there's another phrase that I yeah. love that we use a lot that helps when you have to go to somebody mm-hmm. when you feel like like in this scenario you put out of, of you know you accidentally hurting my feelings or whatever. I'm, I'm to- on purpose. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. No. I knew it. Um, <laughs> I coming to you. That's a phrase I might say. Is help me understand this what you meant by that comment? Because
2: what I heard was mm-hmm. blank. So these these are all also marital. Yeah, yeah so please, one of the things that I would say I say this with couples uh premarital couples but also on teams that are working together like we would work mm-hmm. together so you can view an issue or conflict like it's on the table and you're over there and I'm over here and we aren't going to be okay until this thing is figured out mm-hmm. or you can view like if Jim and I have a conflict we can be on the same mm-hmm. side and the thing is there we're on the same side mm-hmm. even if we're frustrated with each other mm-hmm. but we got to figure that thing out yeah together and so yeah. together mm-hmm. and because we're for each other mm-hmm. and the goal is reconciliation and the goal is not to have that between us that's yeah. the goal mm-hmm. uh and so we want to say help me understand that thing because that thing frustrates me mm-hmm. you know and it's like well that i can own. Uh, then it lets them go like yeah that would be frustrating that's totally my bad i was late for dinner that was da-da-da. i'm so sorry mm-hmm. well then it's small it's done like mm-hmm. that thing's good we're good now but then mm-hmm. then you to go like well what I hear you, when you say I didn't think about it like texting like it makes me feel like I was making dinner and he didn't think about it so I don't feel valued mm-hmm. so what I hear you saying and then he would say what I hear you saying is that when I don't text and let you know I'm late you don't feel valued mm-hmm. yes they, okay they, there we that, go <laughs> so now we're already like, that's the thing well we can work on that yeah,
1: yeah. And, you know versus like well you
2: always and your dad and mm-hmm. you, you hate me and you never yeah. value a, a me a couple and... other
1: like practical things would be like learn to set the table so it doesn't mm-hmm. mean when you feel it that doesn't mean that's the right time to have that conversation mm-hmm. so
0: i thought you meant like literally that yeah, will help with conflict. Not, not a dinner yeah, actually could, set the
1: table for your potentially wife depending on, yeah. <laughs> uh, but meaning like it's okay to go hey uh can we talk in a couple hours mm. like because we need to have this conversation mm-hmm. uh it's okay to do that because mm. you may actually be setting it up to be more productive uh, the other thing that's been super helpful is to not is to not think <laughs> you can think conflict is really where i get to speak my piece this mm. is conflict resolution <laughs> in the like corporate or secular world is my ability to be strong-willed and just be mean basically mm. <laughs> like i gotta stand up for myself or do it That's not what we're talking about here. Like we're coming at it from a Christian perspective. And I think it really helps to understand that the person that wounded you is probably operating out of some woundedness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you need to start with that uh, assumption Hmm. to go. Their behavior is probably coming out of some wound that's causing them to act in this way. Hmm. And part of the conflict conversation is I want to identify or find out if I contributed to that wound or if there was something I did that triggered that or caused that, and I wanna own my part in it, even if I didn't create the wound. Man, that's so good. I, I just think every, so
2: as a leader listening to this, I would really challenge you, whether it's in the home, whether it's in any industry that you're in, any friendship that you're in, the neighborhoods that you're in, what school, PTA, teams, whatever it is, like be somebody that handles conflict well, you're it not going to get it perfect, but man, it will really, it's like, there's something about the way that they did that, that it just mm-hmm. felt right. Like mm-hmm. they went to the person. Can you believe that? So weird. They tried to make it yeah, right. They true. did their best mm-hmm. to go above and beyond if they wronged someone like, yeah. wow. Wow. That's yeah. they went and called everyone that they didn't realize that they wronged everyone. They wouldn't mm-hmm. called everybody to make it right.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's we didn't crazy. have to
2: have <laughs> yeah. a, a blog post about how we had to get that guy fired. Cause we yeah. all just went to him yeah. and yeah. said like, Hey, this is really frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, like,
1: so it, it, I would really encourage you. Did, you that. did, you oh. did mention earlier that like, uh, in our culture that r- requires the person that's hearing like the gossip, they have to be the one to go, mm-hmm. you got to go back and, mm-hmm. you know, keeps people, when you do that, people stop sharing. The flip side is when you live in this culture, uh, you stop sharing. Uh, yeah. because the like graduate level side of this is once our conflicts resolved and we work through it, mm-hmm. we have to go back. Or we, we tell the person that was going around gossiping, mm-hmm. like, you got to go back and clean it's it up. Every yep. person, so it, it up. Every person up.
0: you talk to, you got to go you, back to yeah, it and, and let them know we cleaned it up. <laughs> yep. And Wayne Cordero is <laughs> a great a
1: image for this. He's like, you just like, you're walking around like charged, like as a lightning mm-hmm. bolt and you're just zapping everybody with like an emotional charge mm-hmm. and you're just leaving them fried after mm-hmm. you talk. But you feel better because you vented it <laughs> and then you actually yeah. go and work it out and you're like oh man we're in such a good place and that other friend of yours down the hall just, zzz, just totally fried on this whole too. thing I hate him too I can't <laughs> stand yeah. that guy yeah. would, yeah. and That's it's like good. oh yeah, yeah you are doing damage yeah. by the way that you're like sharing what's going on without cleaning yeah. it up yeah. two yeah.
2: things I would add to that would be um, differentiated leader I don't know if we're going to drop we're, a link yeah we are okay, so by so the t-
0: time they listen to this we will have already yeah so Friedman's
2: it, yeah. differentiated That's leader great. throw that on all the time just as a helpful reminder um, and I think unique special circumstances would be, um, couples working together. Um, so I'm sure that's probably happening in like pro- uh, for sure in the home or for sure in the workplace, but mm-hmm. I think it's easy sometimes for me to go and vent to Jody cause she's my wife and I need a safe place to do that. And that's good. And you need a safe place with TD mm-hmm. and you need a safe place with Dynell. um, or, and vice versa. They need safe places for us to be. And then you may be frustrated with me and you're venting to TD and then w- hopefully make it right or we make it right the next day but TD's left Mm -hmm. not knowing that me and you are good right or you know you're left not knowing that Mm -hmm. TD and Jim are good Mm -hmm. or you you know so I think that special circumstances would be to make like to make that loop back to be like hey I Mm talked to Mike today I know you TD I know you encouraged me to talk to Mike Yeah. I talked to him today and he this is what he owned and thanks for doing that and we are 100% good yeah like that little loop back because that that charge thing is left well
0: Um, yeah and I think that even the differentiated leader that you can triangle your spouse and they can be this person that that you are, you know, like telling all this stuff to. And so when it's really a good practice, like TD, if I were to tell him like, hey Mike hurt my feelings, the first thing you say, you gotta go talk to Mike, mm-hmm. sounds like, or whoever it is, you know, like mm-hmm. we we help each other, that's the first place we go and then it's like, and I'll follow up with you to make sure you did that and right. then, you know, so it's actually part of our rhythm. If I do that with him, there, you know, because I need a safe place to vent or whatever, he's still circling back and making sure that gets mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah. Um so when you have the courage to finally say the thing and and, and be honest and be like you hurt me whatever uh, there's another phrase that we use that helps us cuz sometimes that takes a lot to do that and then you can leave the meeting and be like I mean, close enough. Like, I, I pretty much said everything I needed to say. So, we say the phrase, Do you have a last 10%? So, or talk 1%. about that a little bit, or 1% <laughs> or 0.987% or whatever.
2: So, he, the advice I would give when you have a, to have a hard, hard conversation around this, you say, Hey, I need to talk with you at 3 p.m. or whatever, and it's, I need to have a hard conversation with you or a Matthew 18 conversation with you. And it's like, and then when you have it, you just get right to it. You don't meet at the coffee, Mm -hmm. you don't meet at Starbucks and go like, how's your family, how's it going? You've already set up, I need to have a hard conversation and then you just go right to it. Mm -hmm. And so you say some of the hardest things first and so it's it's kind of against our thought that we need Mm -hmm. to soften it up, Mm -hmm. but you need to say the hardest things first so that you can have the most time for resolution if that's the goal. But what we often do is we say most of the truth <laughs> instead of all of the truth, or we think we've said all of it, but mm-hmm. what they're hearing and what we're saying aren't matching up. And so we often ask each other or we lead with now, uh, okay, I've the one, last 1%, I know we're great. last 1% is I'm really frustrated about blank. Mm-hmm. And it's like, or you're gonna ask like, is there any, or I'm gonna ask, is there any mm-hmm. 1% that I'm not hearing that you need to tell me? You know, And if you don't say it and then it comes out later, well, we're all going to, it's like, why didn't you tell me it over months ago? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: And it, it's good on both sides because it gives me language to mm-hmm. say to you, to have that little last bit of courage to go like, this is the, the other little thing that's still in there, the hook. Mm-hmm. But it also gives me language as the leader who's maybe receiving that I've hurt someone or whatever, an opportunity to give space for that. Because mm-hmm. honestly, sometimes when people have been hurt, they don't even they don't even know until they've start processing yeah. it with you.
2: And If you enjoy conflict, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So like if you're like recreationally loving <laughs> conflict and that's my personality as an eight tab verbal <laughs> sparring, but not, but like this kind of level of yeah. conflict where you, if you really look forward to wounding people and get out of Christian leadership, cause you're not doing it God's way. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to do it God's way. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I think when we're literally navigating towards health and recon- reconciliation, we do want to hear going to be the kind of leader that hears and can accept the last 1% because we may, they, God may be using them to help us grow in that area, mm, mm-hmm. and they may be the brave one to hold up the mirror. But yeah. it is hard yeah. when you're when this muscle is not strong, yeah. and where you have baggage from how conflict has been handled poorly, and that you're, it's hard to lean in. And so, if you're a leader that somebody's having conflict with you, give massive amounts of grace because mm-hmm. you don't know the story that it took mm-hmm. for them to be able to say, "I need to have a hard yeah. conversation with you."
0: Yeah, it so, takes a ton mm-hmm. of courage. Yeah,
2: last one percent. <laughs> oh,
1: right now I'm gonna do Well, I'm glad you asked. Hello. I've got Thank a list. For for I've got a document. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it, I think the other thing I would add is like, especially if we're talking to leaders. So let's assume you're modeling the way, and it's it's you know too bad that you don't have people that are gonna be modeling it for you potentially in your workspace. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think to be able to like summarize what you heard is helpful mm-hmm. too. So maybe before you ask for hey, anything else, any last one percent or mm-hmm. any anything that's left unsaid in this, it's helpful to go, all right, so this is what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. This is what I heard contributed, that I did that contributed to how you were feeling. Do you feel that we've resolved that now? And are we in a place that we can move forward in our relationship? Mm-hmm. And is there anything else that's been left unsaid that'd be helpful for me to hear? Mm, and I think good. using that language of like, that would be helpful for me to hear is it, it implies a willingness to want to hear it as yeah. opposed to like, anything else you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. like, no, anything Burped else I need to hear. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's so good. That's I, so good.
2: I, I, yeah, I also, I, like one other way, Just these are just tools. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, like, so what do you, help me with what you're going to tell TD tonight about our mm-hmm. conversation. Not mm-hmm. because I'm trying to hide it, but it's another it, way it that you're articulating. You yeah,
0: did we make the progress are, we
2: need? Where are we at on mm-hmm. what we need? And it helps me go, no, I don't think I, you, I got to own that part with you. Hmm. You think you feel better about because yeah. you're going to tell him, but like it helps hmm. it helps That's that.
0: That's good. That's of, good.
2: to articulate sometimes. Yeah.
0: Well, I think you're dead on in that if we can get a handle on this, it's really is one of those things that <laughs> people are just like, I can't believe you didn't, you know, <laughs> blow that thing up, you know, when yeah. you could have and 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 even in the opportunities I've had as a parent to be volunteering outside of mission and in practicing these sort of things, it's just, it makes everything lighter, better, more fun, more, more, uh, more team oriented. And when you get to be part of that, it really does set you apart. So um, I just want to. They really encourage if you haven't already watched the differentiated video you've got to watch a differentiated leader um it's so good it's super helpful and um thanks guys for thanks. for yeah. this actually don't mess it up super helpful <laughs> <laughs>